Hey there, this is Heather McAllister, a health coach for women in midlife. I went from feeling fat and tired at 40 to living my best life ever nine years later. I now feel better than ever in my body and in my clothes. I feel a renewed sense of purpose and energy and I'm here to share that with you. It was not an easy path. I had a lot of missteps along the way, but all those missteps have made it easier to help women facing the same struggles. So I created the Get Better With Heather podcast to give you simple and effective strategies to do the same thing. So if you're a woman in midlife and you're struggling to feel good in your body, to take off extra weight without obsessing over food, to get motivated and get moving, then this podcast is for you. Hit the subscribe button to stay up to date and let's get started. Hello, my friends. This is Heather McAllister with the Get Better with Heather show. I am a health and women's weight loss coach. And my goal with this show is to help women feel better in their bodies and to understand how to have better health and weight loss without all the drama and thrive in midlife. Today, we are talking about weight loss resistance, and this has been a theme for my last few episodes, really dial in and understand what are some of the struggles that we face when trying to lose weight, especially when we're in the upper 30s and 40 plus years, because this is a common problem for a lot of people, and really understanding like what's going on in your body can help you make better decisions moving forward. If you use that lens of what does my body need and what's happening when I do certain things or don't do certain things, I think it can be really, really helpful in making good decisions. So the last episode, we talked about stress and cortisol levels. You can refer back to that to understand how that could be impacting your weight, among other things. But that's not the full picture, although it's a pretty important part of the picture. But as we age, and many of us in middle life, we are experiencing more stress for sure. But we're also becoming naturally less carbohydrate tolerant. And let me explain what that means. Carbohydrate intolerance is kind of the same thing as saying insulin resistant. Now, there isn't a switch that you flick where you're either tolerant or intolerant or insulin resistant or non-insulin resistant for many of us. It's something that happens gradually and can actually begin even in our early 20s without us knowing it. Most of this, which is exciting, can be preventable and sometimes even reversible. While we can't stop the aging process which does set us up to be more insulin resistant and especially the hormonal changes that we're facing. Our culture and lifestyle in this Western world is a really important factor. The foods we eat, especially. So most foods that we eat, unless they are full fat, are digested into sugars and enter the bloodstream. 
certain foods have a quicker impact on our blood sugar levels. So when we eat them, things like juices, especially in sodas, they shoot our blood sugar levels, levels up really fast. White flour is another culprit, pasta, candy, all those processed carbs. And when our blood sugar levels rise really fast, our body detects this as a medical emergency and tells our pancreas to secrete insulin, which helps to, it kind of works as like the key to our cells and allows the blood sugar levels to enter muscle tissue and in our liver stored as glycogen so that it's out of our bloodstream because it does blood sugar levels when they're too high cause damage. When our blood sugar levels rise up really quick, insulin gets secreted pretty quickly. And what happens is it overshoots and it gets rid of the sugar in our blood, but then consequently afterwards causes low blood sugar. And you may have felt the symptoms of low blood sugar a couple of hours after eating a high carb meal where it makes you feel tired. You might even feel a little dizzy um, and weak. You could feel like you're kind of in a fog. Oftentimes, if you've felt hangry, where you're hungry and angry and irritable a couple hours after eating, this is likely due to your blood sugar levels dipping down. So years of eating foods like this causes these wide fluctuations in blood sugar levels from high to low. Couple that with an inactive lifestyle. So maybe eating a very high carb, and I mean high carb in the sense of those simple carbs, and maybe sitting at a desk and, and working for a couple of hours afterwards can create this problem even more because we don't have the muscle mass or we're not using the sugars up quickly enough. It causes our body to be less reactive to insulin and this leads to high blood sugar levels which eventually could lead you down the road of metabolic syndrome and type 2 diabetes. What also happens when we're eating high carbohydrate, refined sugary foods, all the processed stuff, is that the insulin causes us to store all those extra calories from sugar as fat. Insulin is essentially a fat storage hormone. And likely it stores that fat around the middle. And belly fat is inflammatory and can lead to a whole host of health problems down the road. And we can have a whole podcast just talking about belly fat, what it does to you. So the question is, what can be done if you're on this blood sugar roller coaster ride and you're having a hard time losing weight? Because what happens is if you just simply cut back on eating foods, and a lot of times, you know, in the past it was cut back on the fatty foods, it really just exacerbates the cravings and that blood sugar roller coaster ride. So something that I work with people on 
in my health coaching program is a very systematic step-by-step progression. I found that most people cannot make massive changes in their life and stick to them long-term. So we systematically and consistently work on reducing fast carbs, processed sugars, and you know, all the offending foods like crackers and donuts and pasta, breads and cereals, granola. And even if you think you're eating healthy as I did, you can still be eating sugar or foods that have a high impact on your sugar levels Things like yogurt and granola, there are a lot of foods out there that actually have a ton of sugar in them or a high sugar impact that are marketed as being healthy. And it's hard because our body really likes this stuff. It's a survival thing. Our body likes carbohydrates because it makes us fat. Because in times of famine, when we were evolving, we needed that to survive, but we don't have that problem anymore but we still have this very effective mechanism. So my first suggestion is to take a look at what you're eating and swap out the most offending foods that have a high sugar impact for foods that have a less of a sugar impact. The second thing to consider is stress. And I talked all about that in my last episode, and you can refer back to that. But high cortisol levels from chronic stress will impact and add to cravings and belly fat. Next is to make sure that you're getting enough sleep because this also impacts cortisol levels, blood sugar levels, and cravings. And when you're swapping out food from high to low sugar impact, it's important to incorporate foods that have a really good source of fiber and have good quality protein because these will actually help to reduce blood sugar fluctuations and provide satiety so you're not starving. And lastly, it's really important as we age to maintain muscle mass because this will help reduce insulin resistance. The better your skeletal muscle especially those of us, so you want to really focus on the big muscles like your thighs and your glutes. The more healthy, the more muscle you have, the more your body's ability to store sugar in those muscles. So if you're looking for more specific help on this, I'm happy to hop on a call with you and discuss any individual needs you have and see if my 90-day coaching program would be right for you. I hope this helps and I will see you in our next episode. Take care guys.